What's up, political nerds, and welcome back to 338, the Canadian Political Podcast. My name is Max. And I'm Cole. And uh, yeah, welcome to season two. We've been off for a couple weeks, but you know. Yeah. Glad to be back. Um, We are currently available on eight different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Um, We hit a pretty big milestone this week. Yeah. Uh, Or or we're getting there, at least. Uh, We have almost 500 listens, which was a pleasant surprise, say the least. Uh, that includes people from five countries, nine yeah, provinces in Canada and 10 states. Interesting. It's very interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who's listening from the UK or Italy or Germany, but or yeah. like ten, 10 of the different US states. I'm pretty sure I saw Missouri in there. So shout out to our <laughs> listeners. Ohio Missouri. on there too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And did... New Jersey. Yeah. The Jersey Shore. I didn't realize how many Americans cared about Canadian politics, considering yeah. um, we're from British Columbia and this podcast is pretty British mm-hmm. Columbia centric. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprising considering uh, BC only makes up around 50% of our listenership. So that's, that's pretty yeah. interesting. People like BC Matt. They go interesting. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, do you want to do the territorial with all? Yeah. So before we begin, we'd like to recognize that we're on traditional Tawasin and Musqueam First Nation and Coast Salish uh, people's land um, that they've been played, displaced from. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about some new bills going through Parliament. Uh, B-10, B, Bill, sorry, B, B, fuck. Bill C-10 and Bill C-6. Thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'll cover some COVID stuff and India and uh, maybe some American stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on right now. Vaccine mm-hmm. rollout across Canada, I think, is picking up a little bit. A little bit. Just yeah. I, I think the numbers are going down a little bit, which is mm-hmm. kind of encouraging. It is. It is I mean, at least in British Columbia, I'm not quite sure about what it's but looking like. In- COVID in India is not yeah. so great. They're hitting around 400,000 new cases per day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, that's it's a lot. And even in a country of 1.4 billion people, it's I've up. heard that that Instagram post going around about like give India oxygen or something or yeah. something like that. Apparently, if you donated to it, apparently it's a scam. Oh, so don't just donate to random things off Instagram, maybe. Yeah, as a recommendation. Keep keep an eye out for scams. Yeah, that sort like of thing. go to an actual like GoFundMe's are kind of shady. Like let's be honest, because the person who's receiving the money doesn't have to make it, so the other person can take the money. I think. Yeah. I hear about that happening. So like, yeah, donate to actual like well-known, established. Yeah. Um, you know, institutions that help, not um, not random Instagram posts that people share on their stories. Yeah. Um, is there anything significant that has gone on in Canadian politics aside from the two bills in the last three weeks? Anything mm. that we may have missed on? Anything on Twitter? Uh, today, Jagmeet Singh, no, not Jagmeet Singh, the NDP party, yep. um, tweeted, is this feminist? Just, is this feminist? Question mark. I don't know what to interpret from that. I didn't know how to interpret it either, but it was interesting. Hmm. Um, just like, why? Like, why it brought, I mean, it's good to promote feminism. Yeah. But like what's this random tweet about feminism about? Maybe it's a policy thing that will be coming up. Who knows? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, they have they've had they've thrown their hat into some policy over the past year. Preluding to something, maybe. NDP. So you never know. Um, they're a pretty vocal minority in parliament. 20 oh they're 24 seats or just... I know nobody will care about this, but Meghan Markle wrote a book. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Not Canadian, but North American, I guess. Yeah. Realm. Um interesting 
about a, a father-son relationship through the lens of a mother. Interesting concept. That's a very interesting concept. Not very, not very political. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'll read it. But... I, I don't think I'll read it either. But it's, I mean, interesting. I mean, speaking of kind of political literature, I'm currently reading um, *Handmaid's yes. Tale* by Margaret Atwood. That's and no spoilers, but season four just came out. Oh my god! I had to like turn down my volume. I was watching it at like one a.m. Mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to turn this down because the. Uh, atmosphere that it was creating was yeah. very tense and I was like oh my god <clears throat> we'll probably do an episode on the Handmaid's Tale yeah in within itself filmed in Toronto too yeah yeah filmed well, in well Toronto. I mean isn't it a Canadian isn't it Canadian literature it is Canada's probably most famous literature oh yeah probably yeah I'm trying to think of anything more famous that's like big more famous outside Canada but I don't think I can I can't think of anything either yeah, but mm-hmm. it's Canada's most famous literature. It's yeah. something, honestly, we should read more in schools. Yeah. Um, instead of American sources. And that, not that it's not important, but we read a lot about slavery, which it, it's a thing in Canada, but I would love to read more Canadian-based literature about systematic issues in Canada. Japanese internment, uh, yeah. railroad, slavery that took place in Canada. Indigenous rights. Indigenous rights, yeah. Tons of indig- Indigenous literature that we do not touch. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't even look at it like and the one what it. is it the one we you have it it's sitting right there what's it called um, um i'm not sure what you're even referring to it's a book you have oh it's about the india uh the, this one uh the absolutely true diary of a part-time india that's an american yeah. book I it's an american book but it's the only source that i've ever seen used in canada yeah. for indigenous um I, but it takes place in washington i mean i'm pretty sure i read it for a grade 11 or grade 12 project mm-hmm. back in high school Yes, and I still read the book from time to time. It's, it's, a, good it's, it's a good book. I stole it from the school. <laughs> nice things, yeah. to, nice things to admit to something that we're putting out in public. I also have five science nine textbooks, so <laughs> come at me, Burns. You. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on, we should probably talk about the new bills that were introduced in Parliament over yeah, the last few so weeks. Do um, we want to start with the easier one, Bill C ten? Oh, Bill C ten. I, I feel like we can talk about this one for Bill a while. Bill C ten is um, so basically Bill C ten. I'm going to find the exact word because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but um, Bill C-10 basically is a bill regarding uh, the Ministry of Heritage, which covers like TV as well, like Canadian institutions for media, I guess, as well. And um, CBC, I think, is funded through the Canadian Heritage yeah and for for those who don't know around 35 percent of music that you hear on the radio has to be canadian by law yes uh france has a similar law So that's why we have all the drake all the time probably and all the sean mendez and when call me maybe was huge yeah i I have to wonder what they play on country stations i don't listen to there's canadian country singers yeah there's a few from vancouver i think yeah dallas smith he's from langley okay yeah my parents are obsessed with him (laughs) oh nickelback Nickelback's not country, Max. Um, But anyways, so yeah, basically Bill C-10 looks to, from my understanding, looks to broaden it from where it already is, controlling uh, TV stations, news outlets, and radio Mm -hmm. to, uh, I think... I don't know for sure if Netflix is included, but like mediums such as Netflix. And, I've, I've heard that and, Netflix is And included. YouTube, yeah. yeah. So basically what it would do is the bill would give... Um, basically the power to the certain extension of I, I can't the cc something 
and it gives them more power to regulate that and put into policy to regulate YouTube and Netflix to make sure they push Canadian uh, content first. Um, NDP liberals are on board. I think the blocs that they were on board. Um, Which we'll dive into a little bit yeah, later. The conservatives were not. Yeah. Um, why do you think the conservatives impose it? Oppose it? Because it's 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 not limiting what you see. But mm-hmm. right now, when you go onto YouTube, obviously they have their Canada trending page, like what's yeah. trending in our country. But at the same, it's going to be a lot of American content, right? Yeah. It's going to be these vloggers or sports things, even European with sports. And, and like as much uh, as we hate to admit it a lot of the content that we consume as Canadians comes it's from the United American, States yeah. or it comes from even the UK. well the handmade still the show is an American yeah. show being the, filmed in yeah. Canada written by a Canadian author well I mean there's a lot of American stuff that's mm-hmm. filmed in Canada and true yeah but, but at the same time I mean it's um it's becoming abundantly clear I think that our literature media music art is all heavily american influenced yeah and there are communities where i would say that is not the case vancouver island media in terms of art and music is very local Mm -hmm. Uh, people really care about that stuff um but at the end of the day in these cities like the cities that we all live in the major cities across the Mm -hmm. country american culture influences quite heavily yeah and like Though we live in Canada, a lot of the stuff you see filmed is in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. New York. And maybe it's just because we're both English-speaking countries. Yeah, I, I bet it's like, not the case in Quebec. And the fact that we also have a tenth of the population mm-hmm. of the United States. Yeah. But this, anyways, this bill would push forward uh, priority uh, to promote Canadian content on YouTube, Netflix, other streaming services. Um, I don't think this is going to change. I don't think this would change much in society. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if you open think, up Netflix, you'll see stuff like Kim's Convenience and Shit's Creek over stuff like How I Met Your Mother. But like that's yeah. about it. Yeah, then, and or Candace Drag Race. Honestly, yeah, that's on Crave already, Max. Canadian produced, by the way. Candace Drag Race. Shout out, Jimbo, <laughs> if you're listening, which I know you're not. My favorite drag queen. <laughs> you never in know. Alona Verley, Priyanka, Lemon, all of you, love you all. Yeah. Can we get Priyanka on the uh, Yeah, on I would podcast. love to have Priyanka on the podcast. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know who Priyanka, yet, Priyanka is, uh, I almost got a Priyanka, which is like a joke in the drag race community. Mm. Because another drag queen called her Priyanka during an interview and just go, kept going Priyanka <laughs> and it's Priyanka. Um, but anyway, so basically Priyanka is the winner of Canada's drag race. Um, but she's been picked up by a lot and things like that's good. I, I think in terms of that and like, because especially as a queer person, a lot of our queer culture in Canada is based off American culture, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so to see, you know, Canada's Drag Race was a first and to see that being promoted and seeing Canadian queer art and culture being promoted through this um, on television would be really nice because when I go and I look for queer queer um, media yeah. in general, yeah. it's always American. What do I have right now? I have Pose, uh, which was American. Um, there was it's a sin which is based in the uk Mm. um you know there's not a lot of queer media that's very canadian inherently yeah and it'd be nice to have that um because i feel like canadian queer people definitely in certain parts of the country face very different dilemmas than people around the world might because of isolation or living in the north or living in the prairies where everything's more spread out right like it's it's a totally different lifestyle 
I, I wonder if this bill would lead to more Canadian media on stuff like Canadian Netflix. I think and it would Canadian push, YouTube. right? And I, I would honestly hope that a bill like this um, would maybe push for an app like TikTok to create yeah. a creator's fund for Canadians. Yeah. Because there are some huge Canadian TikTokers out there that just don't get any money because yeah. they're not American. And it's almost like it kind of drives those Canadians to move to America, I feel like. Um, so... Well, you think this is good for the future of Canada then, pretty much? I, I think it could be. And I think, because, like, if I think about some, like, major Canadian stars and, like, mm-hmm. who are they? Um, if I think about drag queens, which obviously I know best <laughs> in media, like, Lemon lived in New York, Brooklyn Heights, Queen of the North yeah. lives in the States part-time and oh, in Canada. But when we think of Canadian actors, they all have dual citizenship with yes. the States, like Reynolds. Reynolds, but Reynolds, like, he actually, like, cares about his yeah. Canadian oh history i guess kind of same with seth rogan too. and drake honestly yeah. toronto he's a toronto man yeah and he is i, I know that kobe smolders also usually plays canadians yeah. when she's on television and yeah it's yeah. kind of nice to see um so I, i'm really in favor of this bill the conservatives mm-hmm. think that it will um stop like free speech oh no not not free speech but it stops the ability to get information easily well i mean i'm very surprised that they're actually opposing it just because simply it would be good for the economy mm-hmm. first off they say it could it, limit information though right yeah. because because the the idea is, is you wouldn't be able to see all these different sources well you would but your first sources pushed would be canadian do we have the numbers on any conservatives that voted for it in the um i don't think they have i don't know if they have voted on it yet I, I, think it, I think it's in the process. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and all that? Well, I honestly think it's good for the future of Canadian media. Like, we have up-and-coming actors as well, like um, Simu Liu. Yes. Uh, Kim's Convenience. Sid Wolfhard's from Vancouver, too. Really? I believe so. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah. But, like, what's, what I find very interesting is why would the Bloc support it? Because it, it helps Quebec, yeah. right? Because you're pushing Canadian content. Well, in Quebec, that means French-Canadian content. Mm-hmm. And we know how Quebec is about their culture and preserving. Yeah. So it makes sense in that aspect. Um, like, I can't think of m- many French-Canadian media, but, like, that's just because I mostly mm-hmm. watch English language television. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's always Just for Laughs, which mm-hmm. part of it's in French. Mm-hmm. It, that's, like, that's, CBC, that's, that's big on a little scale. Yep. Um, uh, EC Radio Canada, but all those. out here, we don't really have that French yeah. aspect. I'm sure back in, like, Manitoba, especially, which has a bigger French-speaking population, New Brunswick, uh, Quebec, and Ontario, there's a lot more yeah. French media outlets. Um, but here, and the, the French Media Centre for Canada is Montreal. Yeah. Toronto's the Anglo I Media Centre. I think this will be good for Canadian artists, mm-hmm. like young Canadian artists, because, well, artists, actors, etc., they'll be able to, their media will be more accessible mm-hmm. on, I, I don't know if it includes stuff like Spotify either. Well, and like, for example, I would hope that, so CBC just announced, I think on CBC Gem, they announced um, a certain time slot during the week where it's all black music creators and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like to have that and for the Canadian government require it to be pushed is really good in terms of um, understanding our local issues and our local Canadian issues in terms of social justice, right. like pushing Indigenous art and media, because often art and media reflect political climate, right? Yep. So having those thoughts and ideas and expressions of art being pushed before American content, I think would really open a lot of Canadians' eyes to issues going on around the country and different aspects of things that we might not relate to about someone yeah. in Quebec or 
Newfoundland or Manitoba or Northwest Territories. Like everyone always talks about how divided America is. Mm -hmm. And we've talked for hours on this podcast about <laughs> regionalism, but like, it's, it's a big thing. It's like, a big thing. I, we, like, I think on the West coast, we relate to people more who live in Washington and Oregon than we do <laughs> to California, the people like, in California, than we do people to our east like directly yeah. to our east and yeah. edmonton and, and they go texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um but no i think it would help bring us together as a country Wait, this bill imagine if there was a saying that said everything's bigger in alberta that's kind of cursed well i mean they are the richest province by yeah. far per capita fun fact um not the richest city no that would be west vancouver oh no, yep yeah. so yeah. the the top three richest cities in canada are west vancouver north vancouver and north vancouver because <laughs> there are two north vancouver's this says there are two langley's yep which is cursed because as we have discussed on this podcast many times oh, trust, langley is cursed trust trust me we'll be talking about langley a bit later in this episode yeah. as well should we get to that actually i think i think we can't say much more about bill c10 honestly bill c10 it's a good thing it's, but... i don't know why conservatives are so controversial about it it's like it's not a bad thing i yeah. want to see canadian artists before others yeah. and right? that's exactly something that they would support and like if i i feel like if i'm looking for like mm -hmm. let's say i wanted to look at like italian media or mm -hmm. uh, i know because we have such big south asian populations and chinese populations if they want to access their populations like mm -hmm. uh, or ethnicities i guess um media and like art and everything it's still there but yeah. you just have to look for it first right with this it's just pushing canadian media first which I mean, makes sense as a country. And I think in a healthy dose, nationalism is healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to feel somewhat patriotic. Yeah. Um, but like, you don't want to be like it, American patriotic. It's just like a, it's a little bit of Canadian pride, I guess. A little bit. And like, especially taking pride in like what our country does in terms of art and music. I mean, there's this whole trend on like TikTok. Yeah. I know you're not on it, but there's this whole trend about like, these people, uh, they were just like, oh, if you know the song, I bet you were born in Canada. Yep. And it's just these lists of songs that, like, only in Canada we know them. because they're And they're, like, the most catchy songs, Max. Yeah. Like, if you heard them, you would go, okay, yeah, I've heard that, like, a million like, times. Like, are we talking, like, pop music? Or are we yeah, talking, like, like pop, rock? like, pop music that, like, you hear in the mall or on the radio or something. Oh, like, yeah. just the type of stuff that you hear everywhere. And then when you hear the song, you're like, you can sing it. Yeah, like that, that you, because yeah. they need to play it, right? Yeah. And, and I don't think it's a bad thing that they need to play yeah. it because you're uplifting Canadian voices over American voices. And in this country, that's something that we've often struggled with. I mean, all I'm media. saying is if you're trying to push Carly Rae Jepsen on me, like music and stuff, yeah. like all the Carly Rae Jepsen media, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the Nickelback media. I'll take <laughs> the Ryan Reynolds media. But, I'm here but for those it. are three very distinct. I'll take Avril Lavigne. I'll take Avril <laughs> I'll take it all. Moving That's into it. Bill C6, <laughs> we talked about this three weeks ago. Yeah. But... So basically, um, after we talked, I think we talked about how Tamara Jansen called the other member, uh, the game member, unclean. Yeah. And um, now she referred to something as someone being thankful for doing conversion therapy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like as a gay person, mm -hmm. you know what? Like, I. I don't think everyday gay people go and be like, yes, I want conversion therapy. Like, you know, I just don't want to be gay anymore. And I, I think it's rather unhealthy that um, those queer people who are gay are doing yeah. that. And it's arguing that they wanted to. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that people might want to do in society, but we don't do because we know it's not good for us. 
Yeah. Right. Like, so like, why argue that some people may want it? Um, well, imagine that you're a young, politically active gay man in Langley City. Yeah. Tamara Jansen's writing. And you see that you're a member of parliament, someone who is supposed to represent you mm-hmm. as a person. Like, like, let's say that you're like a teenager. In your community. She's yep. saying for your community in Ottawa, like, mm-hmm. no, this yep. is how we believe almost. Yeah. And, and it's, it's messed up. And then like, what was it? Only like six conservatives it? voted yeah. against. against the yeah. bill. And like, imagine like just being young and mm-hmm in any of those writings that yeah that they voted for and quite a few of them were in bc yeah well, which is like I, concerning. I mean i mean bc and bc we have our healthy dose of conservative um yeah but it's, it's uh, just, writings it's, but. it's interesting because this is a i would consider mm-hmm. um probably one of the most queer safe like queer friendly places in the country yeah is vancouver and like victoria as well yeah um and like, yet and yet here we are in metro vancouver and like, and... i feel like policy is really dictated in this province by victoria and vancouver and yep. their needs so i sit here and i go like okay so in our province i think gay marriage being uh gay marriage has been legalized since canada legalized it 2005 but 2004 i think all right i think um... 2004 but um you know, I just kind of sit here and I go, you know, people still think that way. Like they still like it, it's very concerning that there are people, policymakers in mm-hmm. this country, who don't believe in equal rights for mm-hmm. pretty much everyone. And well, like, it's just what, like they're what, saying that like their religion, and which what, is okay, here's fine, the, but can it, take that away. When it comes to religion and like homophobia, mm-hmm. and they're always like, "Oh, gay people are immoral." Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Who's more moral? Those who are against certain people mm-hmm. or those who open their arms up to everyone? Who's the yeah. more moral person there? Yeah. Because it feels like Christians and other religions say mm-hmm. that they're open mm-hmm. to opening their arms to everyone, well, but then they'll turn around and shun gay people. And there's a big problem with conversion therapy being, and I think it's, it's a... Um, a long history of it being very harmful and actually dealing a lot of sexual abuse and physical and mental abuse to young queer people. Um, and obviously all queer people face it, but it hits home because gay men are most often the ones who go to conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard. And, you know, I, I think about it and I go, you know, she Tamir Jansen uses religion as the reasons why, right? Yeah. But then yeah. I go that same religion mm-hmm. has uh, incidents of your own members of that religion molesting children, boys. You have issues with some people saying yes sometimes and then saying no, and I think it leads to a lot of abuse of queer people in general. Yeah. Um, and they take a lot of advantage. And right. Like- Mind if I go on a tangent for a sec? Go ahead. Let's talk about the separation of church and state. Yeah. Like, isn't that isn't that what we strive towards? Well, and, I like, think isn't we that do. we're supposed to strive mm-hmm. towards? But like historically, residential schools, mm-hmm. very religion-based. Well, run by religion-based yeah. institutions and then funded by the Canadian government. Homophobia, mm-hmm. 
like yeah just pretty much every institution in this country is because of a lack of separation of church and state mm-hmm. and people think it's not that bad here but it is it is like we we can't we can't be hypocrites and like mm-hmm. stick our or point our noses up at we're down mm-hmm. up at america and then yeah not it's a take, bit of take accountability for our own actions as a I, I will say it is a lot better here i mean look the fact is we're trying to ban it right yeah majority of government supports it I oh yeah we, sh- says something we should probably right? explain what bill c6 is oh, i don't think we ever did that i, I don't think it's con- no we, well, we've mentioned conversion therapy yeah we, the banning of conversion therapy and adding it to the criminal code uh proposed by the liberals proposed by the liberals yeah and it, i think it's it's a long time coming but yep. you know there are some and it's i hate to say it because these words feel wrong coming out of my mouth but there are some gay people who are happy they went and i mean that doesn't it doesn't make sense to me as a gay person I mean, you spend so long, I think you spend so many parts of your life uh, denying it and hiding and trying to say, no, like this isn't who I am. Yeah. But then you get to a point and you go, okay, you finally kind of come to terms with it and accept it. And you realize that your life is 10 times better because you're not like worried about everything all the time. You're not stressing about what people know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the idea that I think they're saying, well, if you just keep suppressing it, yeah, it, it it will lead to higher suicide rates among queer people. Yeah, um, it will add to the higher suicide rate among men already, mm-hmm. uh, considering men more more often face a kind of conversion therapy. And mm-hmm. you know, to me, it just doesn't make sense. And like when you talk about that suppression, it pretty if we've learned anything from toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. the more you suppress, I mean, well, the angrier you'll be on the inside. And here's the thing, and like most people don't choose to go to conversion therapy mm-hmm. they're, forced. Um, they're forced by family or pressured right yep and to me it reads as a queer person that you're forcing your religion on me at that point yeah because you're using religious therapy which let's not get into that <laughs> um you know and it's just like it doesn't work and you know what we need to be doing is getting more counseling and support systems for queer people yeah and saying okay you're no you're accepted this is okay not saying no it's okay for them to go do and have to deal with that well this this is why i'm against private schools because like say like young gay youth and private schools mm-hmm. especially ones run by religious organizations mm-hmm. you really think they're going to feel comfortable going to their counselor and well, opening up to them here's something I found interesting and I just kind of didn't say anything because it's not my place to say anything but a a friend of mine um Mm -hmm. I won't name them right now um they they transferred from my university to Trinity Western Mm -hmm. and they're like oh it's for the rugby team Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know but I I wanted to say but you know Trinity Western was like you know as my almost not well it's not like we're close friends but Mm -hmm. you know as my friend I was kind of like I know people can be Christian and not bad to gay people like I Mm -hmm. I I understand that but at the same time when I think of institutions that are Christian yeah I I don't think of good things for queer people yeah right um I think individuals are what are making the difference because I know like it's 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 not all Christians but it's enough Christians it's enough right yeah. it's enough for me to be like oh my god I was kind of I was thrown off guard by that and I was like I I've genuinely believed that you know religion and schooling should never be inter- intertwined yeah and I, I asked her I was like you know because um they're in sciences 
and I wanted I was like but it, it literally contradicts everything you're studying yeah and even more than that it contradicts history it contradicts these well I mean in terms of time before um Adam and Eve and all that right mm-hmm. and it, it contradicts anthropology um paleontology and when we talk about religion being a problem, especially when it comes to the separation of church and state in Canada, we're mostly referring mm-hmm. to Christianity. But like, there are some yeah. other religious schools, especially here in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when I think of systematic issues in Canada, yeah. the Catholic Church and the government go hand in hand, right? Yeah. But like, so, if, if everyone got the same education as mm-hmm. kids, I feel like we'd live in a lot better yeah. society and here's my other thing private schools in general which mm-hmm. most religious schools are um to me are very immoral actually because you're saying okay well this school can provide you with all this opportunity if you pay yeah then you're creating almost a class system within education where the rich are able to get better educations and better opportunities and the poor are left in school districts that can sometimes I I don't I can't think of any of a metro Vancouver but I'm sure across the country there are some places uh where Catholic schools and all private schools are way bigger um, yeah where the school systems become underfunded and we we as taxpayers also put a little bit of funding into those private schools so as a taxpayer I'm paying a little bit of money and it's not all of it but it's going into these private schools that I can't afford that offer a better education and they're taking some of the funding yeah which is it's messed up just like the church doesn't pay taxes kind of messed up yeah especially when literally the catholic church has its own country the vatican oh right yeah <laughs> i was giving you a look there for a second yeah. i wasn't quite well, they sure have, i think they're worth over a billion dollars oh probably like, th- this institution can afford to pay taxes and contribute to society just as any other would yeah and i mean Listen, you and I both don't know a lot about, like, religion. Neither of us grew up religious, yeah. for example, because well, that surprised either of you. I went Anyone? to summer Bible camp two yeah. years in a row, Max. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's been fun for you. It's an experience, I'll yeah. say that. Um, something I want to touch on before I move on is uh, Michelle Rempel. Yeah, she voted against, uh, for the bill, sorry. Yeah, which, bill, yeah, which is surprising considering she's conservative. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's a super social conservative, mm-hmm. but she has been in some heat mm-hmm. for some things. Um, and it, it part of me goes, it shouldn't, she shouldn't be in heat for it mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, because she, first thing was she married an American, yeah. which isn't fine. Let's be honest. That's not the worst thing. Andrew Shear being an American was not okay. He's a party leader. Yeah. He would have been prime minister. But as an MP, mayor in America, whatever. Now, when her husband came to Twitter and was like, oh, Canada's gun rules are stupid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you guys shouldn't ban guns. Yeah. I was like, okay, hold on. Yeah. Like, personally, like, I don't know if I'd want that as my elected official. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like someone who's married to someone who thinks my country's laws are stupid. Yeah. And like that guns should be more free when, I mean, here in Vancouver, we've experienced like how many shootings in the last week? Yeah, you and I have been there for two Yeah, shootings. you were there for one. I was there for the other. And yeah. like, 
fun fun coincidence this week fun coincidence. they were at malls though so yeah. it's not like we were like just yeah. randomly at shooting no like i mean i didn't see it i heard it <laughs> i didn't see it either yeah but, um, um it was but you know gun, gun laws just well, just speaking just for, of gun laws, speaking guns, of gun laws i got into a fight on instagram <laughs> because this person was like oh like you know your tighter gun regulations are just taking the guns away from good people and leaving them in the hands of the bad and I was like huh and I was like no I think personally I think we should be a gunless society yeah I mean there, and, like if if you really really think about it it's very socially constructed mm-hmm. like even well, even the idea of military is very socially constructed well here's the thing I don't actually I'm going to retract because I don't think we should be a gunless society but I think that um, guns shouldn't be legal in metro areas. Okay. So I, see, like, no, I, I, I see the implication. And there. like the only guns that should be legal are guns that you can hunt with. Yeah. Not like these like... Why do we need AR-15s in society? Yeah. Well, they're banned now. Yeah, no, but like... Yeah. Even, like the general if, question, we don't. Countries like, sorry, like places down in the States... Mm-hmm that people use to shoot up schools and all that well my big thing is just like why do you need it like okay here's the thing though i get people in northern canada and rural parts of canada mm-hmm. actually like hunting for their food and everything yeah and i get for some families it's just part of the culture. it can be very um helpful in terms of cost saving mm-hmm. i have a family i have some family members who hunt a lot and like i imagine they save a ton of money on meat mm-hmm. but at the same time i go if you live in a huge metro area Mm-hmm. Even let's say the size of the Nanaimo metro area, Parksville, Qualicum as well, like intercity. 100,000 people. Yeah. You don't need to hunt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have ample access to resources. Yeah. There's like 20 grocery stores. Yeah. Like, and Nanaimo has an absurd amount of grocery stores. Too. Oh, yeah. No. If but we're like, talking about specifically Nanaimo. Yeah. Well, I'm not, but <laughs> it came to head, yeah. to, to my head. Um, but, you know, I anyway so I was talking to this guy and I was like well I believe we just shouldn't have guns mm-hmm. I was like guns shouldn't be a thing and he was I was like and we need tighter controls on our border because he made a statement that they were illegal guns mm-hmm. entering the country and he's like you think tighter restrictions at peace search are going to help and I was like not just that I'm like I said borders which yeah. borders aren't just like in Canada the border isn't just the line where we go into the states do you yeah. know what i mean it's not just the 49th parallel borders also include ports and airports yeah. and where they can scan and... mm-hmm. yeah exactly and like we need i think if anything that's where they should be cracking down um because i mean if you're thinking about smuggling i don't think it's necessarily always being driven yeah. through at the border right probably happens quite a bit but yeah. at the same time, if you're thinking about like people actually trying to smuggle things in, it's probably going to be through the ports or the airports. Yep. Right? And p- people who say that guns are going to make your house safer, <laughs> you're more likely to kill someone in your family or your yeah. or yourself, like five times more likely to do that. Like that's an actual statistic. Yeah. And like we're just, oh, I don't, I don't get if you it. You have a gun in your house. And like, like I have family members who have guns and I'm just like, you're crazy. In Canada? In Alberta, oh. to be fair. Okay, let's recognize. And they're left-wing people, but yeah. they have guns. And I'm just like, why? You don't need it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you don't need it. 
you want it. Anyways, Michelle Rempel voted for the bill. Michelle, yeah. <laughs> one, of six conser- one of six conservatives to vote alongside the liberals and NDPs mm-hmm. to ban conversion therapy in Canada. And you know what? Good for her. Yep. I'm not a huge fan of her, to be honest. But Oh, and the other aspect of Michelle Rempel, while she's controversial, she spent part of um, COVID. Mm-hmm. And she, okay, she's an elected member of parliament. She spent part of it in America. Which, okay, I get it, you're married to an American, fine. But it's irresponsible to be a Canadian member of Parliament during a crisis in a different country when your riding and community is going through a really hard time. That's not where you should be. No, sir. A couple more things I'd like to touch on. Uh, How would this bill help the, or help, lgbtq2 plus youth it would just help us be us yeah let's be honest like we wouldn't have we would have the ability to not be forced into thinking that we're wrong yeah so which for a lot of people that's what's instilled in their mm-hmm. brain from birth it's mm-hmm. instilled that it's wrong it's yeah. immoral and like if we can try and change that narrative mm-hmm. even if it's just and for, like 40 something years like i want people to know like it, homophobia isn't just an issue from christians no I know it's a problem in the South Asian community. It's a problem in the Chinese community. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a problem in every community. Yeah. Um, the only one it wasn't that I can think of off the top of my head was Indigenous communities. Yeah. But then colonization ruined that too. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and here's col- the other oh, thing. So when we talk about laws affecting queer people, they're often colonial. Yeah. So it's also an aspect and Canada might not be facing a lot of these issues because we're moving past, but a lot of developing, no, I shouldn't say developing countries. That's a bad thing. I learned that recently. Apparently developing countries isn't a good thing to say. I don't know what you say instead. What's what's the terminology? Because that's, I I don't know, but they, uh, I I saw something and I just said, I'm a geography major. I should know this, but whatever. Well, anyways, so let's say, um, countries in the Southern hemisphere, which are often what would be called developing countries. Mm -hmm. Um, those colonial laws that are left over um, are often very homophobic, yeah. whereas they had nothing saying, oh, men could marry men until the European power came yeah. and said no. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about how interesting the idea of marriage is another episode, but I don't really think it fits the narrative of this podcast. Um, no. and... and like last question I want to touch on when it comes to Bill C6, what does this tell us about the parties? The conservatives can't make up their mind. Yeah. what party they are are like, they a party for the further right or are they party center right and my my main question really is uh they're they're not using whips for this mm-hmm. bill so they're letting mps vote how they mm-hmm. want with this it's one based which on is conscious which is like it's like you're letting people decide mm-hmm. if they want to support this or not yeah but that's not just a reflection of the person it's also a reflection of your party yeah and like i think this is why I genuinely dislike the conservatives mm-hmm. just because to me, and especially when people around me who are conservative, I get a little bit like <clears throat> everyone's welcome to their political beliefs. But at the end of the day, when you're backing a specific party, yeah, you know, if you're backing the conservatives, you could say, Oh, well, it's for taxes. Yeah. But then it's, you're also affecting people like yeah. me. You're affecting yeah. people of color. You're affecting women. Yep. And like there's a lot of things in society that mm-hmm. aren't a, that aren't a choice. Mm-hmm. 
being gay is not being one. gay is not one of them. I was gonna say being that. trans is not one of them. Yeah. Like, and like here's the, the, thing. the color of your skin. I heard someone the say way like, you present yourself being like, trans. I heard someone say it's like they're like, oh, it's a choice, and I'm like, do you think anybody would really choose to have gender dysphoria and to yeah. like struggle with their body image not mm-hmm. matching how they feel inside their body like inside right yeah so it's like that's messed up but what i'm saying is when if you're a partisan conservative mm-hmm. or you're nonpartisan and you think about voting that way mm-hmm. like your choice is affecting mm-hmm. people other than yourself mm-hmm. and you have the choice to do you have the some... choice to at least acknowledge and think about it first yes. right you go okay, do I value this mm-hmm. country's spending habits over a person's right to be who they are? Yeah. And for a lot of conservatives, it would still be the spending, which is sad. And I think it's, I think that mm-hmm. um, it's immoral. Because yeah. like, when I vote, I would I, I like to think that like I vote and I think about a party that would help yeah. others, right? Because and, yeah, mm-hmm. mo- like left-wing parties in this country often don't help people that look like us right yep like we are typically okay we don't need the social programs yeah we don't need all that so it's kind of like you know we still can see past that and but here's the thing we grew up here Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's different from for someone who grew up in the backwaters of saskatchewan yeah for example like we we see people who don't but, look like us every day right and is we, it? we we make we make connections with people. would you would you say it's still different even though we live in such a world of widespread information um slightly yes but you make a fair point um because like but, i think about it and i'm like okay yeah you could live in like rules but like, like what i'm saying is if you're if you grew up thinking that like um that being gay is wrong you'll have that belief for a long time unless True. you unless you actively seek out or not but you're not actively going to seek it out if, if you, you're not exposed exactly yeah. so like that's that's the main idea and that's why i think that a lot of people do not necessarily mm-hmm. consider it especially maybe this is why like we need bill c10 to push more canadian exactly content. <laughs> it, guys it all comes full circle <laughs> yeah um, but, um i think that this is going to be interesting when we bring on someone who's uh, affiliated with the green party because yeah. when it when it's when it comes to putting um the future of society over the current economy yeah i that, that's something that the green party's really mm-hmm. into and i feel like they'll have a lot of interesting takes mm-hmm. on that they also have some plans to like help the economy yeah they're like but through green yeah ways no i'm not yeah. i'm not saying that there's no um <laughs> there's no green ways i think to, it's a lot of up, um yeah with the green party is a lot of upfront costs that yeah. could make back their money like the money spent yeah but it's well, interesting like, if you look at um ideas for TransLink or rem in montreal mm-hmm. like those are those are ideas mm-hmm. that are green and that will be good for the future yeah and like i mean that's why i love urbanism personally mm-hmm. but yeah. here we are <laughs> and um oh canada summer jobs just came out before we i think we're are we close to done sorry are we almost done yeah we're almost yeah done. okay uh canada jobs just came out what's that before we forget so basically it's a program through um the government yeah, that gives funding to local business. Basically, I think each MP gets like a certain amount of money that's like divided, right? Yep. It's all divided across all the province, uh, the uh, ridings. Mm-hmm. There we go, not provinces, ridings. It's all divided up, and every MP gets to give whatever amount of money to a certain business mm-hmm. in the riding, and those businesses are able to hire young people, yeah, to work for the summer. 
So yeah. look up Canvas Summer Jobs if you're looking for a job. It's a great mm -hmm. thing. And often you can get things in your field. Yeah. So that's a plus. And yeah, that's yeah. that's just all I want to say because it's, it's a great resource, that's, honestly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, it's a great resource and it can give you job experience. You know, it's pretty refreshing. What? An episode where we didn't really talk about COVID that much. We didn't. And you know what? I just feel like mm -hmm. we don't need to today. Nope. No. Um, I'm looking forward to the coming weeks where we have episodes with guests. I'm yes, going to say yeah. that tentatively. Tentatively, yeah. You know how we're, we're learning how hard it is to orchestrate stuff like that. But... Yeah, especially during COVID, because yeah. you just can't be like, oh, yeah, come over, right? Yeah, it's got to be Zoom. Like, we're not trying to be like, like LA we... influencers who are like partying every week. Like, like we're not trying we, to be Bryce Hall. Like, we live in the same household, but we don't live in the same household as other people we know. Yeah. So, um, again, thanks everyone for listening. If you want to support the podcast, please tell someone you know about it or leave a review. Yeah, it, get us to more countries. It honestly helps a ton. If we could hit 10 countries, that'd be whack. Like, I didn't actually think that we would even hit a 100 listens total. Yeah. And I want to see like Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. Uruguay. Shout out Amanda. Uh, current, um, <laughs> hi, Amanda. Um, currently, we have Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom, Italy, and Germany. Yeah, um, Germany. Interesting. Uh, apparently, the person's from Berlin. So shout out to that one person from Berlin. Uh, interesting. Do we know anyone from Berlin? I'm not sure. I feel like we maybe had an international student at our high school. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 338podcasts or the one that we post on more Instagram at 338podcast. Um, we will be asking weekly questions on our Instagram and your response could be featured on an episode. Um, to get through this pandemic the only way to get through it is together uh we are going to have a special announcement over the coming weeks so stay tuned and give anything to oh add? yeah just before we end yeah um i think the feminist thing yeah uh, on the ndp's twitter i just put this together in my head i saw a new statistic that came out mm -hmm. uh that said 160 million google searches and in 20 i think it was 2020 or so far this year sorry so far this year Jesus. 160 million google searches how do i hit her without anyone knowing um <sighs> and then there was i think 103 million searches for i think he's going to kill me oh man well i mean we can't dive into this right we can't now. dive into this right now but, but it's a great way to leave off and let's just say like look toxic masculinity ain't cute mm -hmm. it's awful it doesn't just affect the women either mm -hmm. it's bad for men and like we're not talking about like stuff that's traditionally perceived as masculine not like we're, boys will be boys we're just talking about like aggression and yeah, not handling your emotions and, and uh entitlement of being a man right yep. and like that's the sort of thing that we're talking about when we say toxic think, masculine yeah i part. think we just i just want to bring that up it's important yeah. to know that right so. Check in on women in your life if you know they're in a relationship yeah. and you just want to make sure everything's okay. Just check in, do discreetly, be be mm -hmm. nice. Just let's make sure that our women are okay because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, domestic violence for women is yeah. higher and we have been in a period where we are trapped at home. Yep. And um, thanks, NDP, for bringing more. I don't know if that's what it was, but I, I hope it is. Yep. I think it's I think it, I think it's something that NDP would do. Um. With that note, uh, wear a mask, get the vaccine when you can, and listen to your health officers. Yes. Thanks, guys.